Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode 14. Our topic today is why being a great speaker is a must-have for senior leaders, part two. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, professional speaker coach, industry disruptor, and the founder of the Leadership Speaking School. We're based in Switzerland, and we train global leaders and changemakers how to speak in public. To find out more about the transformational work that we're doing, feel free to visit our website at www.theleadershipspeakingschool, that's all one word, dot com. Now let's get straight into our topic. In the last episode, we were graced with the presence of the Leadership Speaking School co-founder, Frederick Hedlund. Well, that was such a fun episode that I brought him back on air. Frederick Hedlund is here with us today again, and just to catch you up on his amazing achievements so far, besides being the Leadership Speaking School co-founder, Frederick is a well-rounded global finance leader with over 20 years of experience working in senior finance roles around the world for General Electric and Nielsen. And we're going to pick his valuable brain a little bit more today with a few more questions related to this main topic of why being a great speaker is a must-have for senior leaders. So let's get straight into this juicy subject. The question I want to pose is, Frederick, why is it important that senior leaders take action to develop themselves as speakers? Well, thank you, uh, Laura. It's, It's great to be back. Today, in today's world, you know, what's going on around us, I think public speaking and being able to communicate has an absolute premium. And why is that? Well, look at your own calendar. Is video call after video call after video call, and they tend to be global and a lot of participants and a lot of the tools in public speaking are applicable to how we show up on Zoom, on Skype, on um, a Google Hangout. So I think it's totally applicable. So that's my first point. The second point is today, but also perhaps even more so for the future, communication and being able to speak in front of people is becoming an absolute premium together with being able to connect and also being creative tends to be right up there in terms of the top three skills for the future. So I think that's another reason. It's just becoming more of a premium to be a good communicator. And then finally, if I learn as a leader how to communicate, I take courses, I upskill, I show up as a better version of myself, that will trickle down to your team, that will trickle down to your colleagues. And it becomes a bit of a shared objective in terms of how to upskill in speaking. So I think there's, there's a lot of really good reasons why. Let's start now. I want to hear about your evolution a little bit related to when you felt yourself starting to step into doing things differently. So in the last episode, for those of you who missed it, go back, listen to it. It's episode 13. And we get Frederick's download in wonderful detail and technicolor. This time, I'm asking you a slightly different question. Frederick, can you take us into, let's say, the last five years? What are some of those 21st century speaking skills that you were asked to do 
that you needed to upskill for where you were thinking, wow, things are starting to change? You know, over the last five years, as we talked about on the last episode, one was the speaking demands in terms of speaking at conferences. And I think we covered that in the last episode. But internally, I saw more and more town halls. And we moved away from what sometimes was more voice over PowerPoint type of town halls to live video. And the live video town halls, it went from being company-wide to functional-wide and then within teams. So they just kept on multiplying. So I felt that I had to show up as the best version of myself almost on a daily basis. And then I started to switch the majority of my calls to video and I equipped my office and I equipped all the conference rooms in our office at Nielsen in Geneva with uh, state-of-the-art video conferencing. So I always switched on the video. Yeah, I just showed up on video having conversations with my team and extended teams around the world. And if I can interrupt, I know that so much of your work is global. You were interacting with teams in South America and in China, and you had your own little setup. If you weren't in the office, I was really impressed by your own media kit. Can you tell us what was in that kit? Yeah, I just made a commitment to myself that whenever I could, I would be live on video. So people could actually see me even if I could not see them. So You know, with today's phones, I mean, they're just brilliant. So my kit is good, good mobile phone. I have a camera stand with an attachment so I can stand up or I can always have the phone in the optimal angle. And then I have a, call it a clip-on microphone that I put into it where the headphones go. And that's what I have, a phone, good sound equipment, and then the stand. And then I do, at home, I do have special lights, and it doesn't have to be complicated, but I have a little bit of additional lighting if I need to bring in light to the video. So at home, I have a setup that I can use, and the setup is mobile, so I can travel with the setup as well. And yeah, it just became a thing that I was always on video, always had really good quality, and it drove amazing engagement. You know what, Laura? I saw that in our engagement scores because... Every year, the associates get a chance to rate how engaged they feel and so forth. And the engagement score in my global team kept on being better and better and better. And I think a big reason for that was just video, personal, with a fair amount of frequency. That's so exciting. I love it when, you know, you talk about one thing and then you hear about it actually working in reality. Yeah, I want to just add a little bit to this bigger question of why it's important that senior leaders take action to develop themselves as speakers. I really loved what you had to say, Frederick. And I think to add to that mix is that we are living in the 21st century now, and there are 21st century demands. And Frederick, you beautifully talked about that in your setup and camera stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, so speaking on camera is one of these 21st century demands as is the demand for leaders to speak on large stages in TED-like talks. And these are those talks, folks, where there's 100 or more people sitting in the audience and you've got a 15-minute or 25-minute or whatever how long keynote 
that you're delivering super high stakes, all eyes are on you, and yes, it's probably filmed, right? These are 21st century demands, including podcast interviews and these sorts of things. And let me tell you one thing. Every one of these speaking engagements is a snapshot of your personal brand. So if you Google yourself, and most likely if you're an active leader, there will be a video clip of you talking to someone or talking to an audience somewhere out there. What does that video clip look like? Does it make you cringe? Are you proud of it? Here is the point I want to make. You need to be stepping up your game to show up as the best version of yourself on camera, in the interview, whatever you're doing, because it's most likely going to be filmed and that will be following you and representing you in your personal brand for the rest of your life here on this planet. So these stakes now are completely different. You can't hide the same way. And whether it's being professionally filmed or not, somebody can take their smartphone out and film you and then post that. So in other words, the need for you to look your best most of the time, if not all of the time, is so much higher. And that's why it's important that senior leaders take action to develop themselves as speakers. And there's one more thing I want to add to this, that we are living in the age of connection. This is the golden age of connection. It's never been like this before. We've never existed on this planet of ours so connected before. We are reaching out to each other in all of the different ways that we've described, Frederick and I, whether it's camera or talks, whatever we're doing, we need to be connecting to our audiences now. It's not the me show. It's the we show. We need to be learning that skill as speakers, that it's not about ourselves, it's about the audience. We need to be building bridges with our audiences, making what we're talking about relevant to their lives, their needs, their interests. We need to show a little bit of vulnerability to show ourselves as human so that we connect better with our audiences. And we tell stories and anecdotes that relate to what they're thinking about and what they need to know. Anything that disconnects, FYI, whether that's in body language, not being aware of what you're doing on stage in front of your audience or in that boardroom talking to your team, this lack of awareness about your body language of leadership, that's not okay anymore. If you're showing up with your arms crossed and chin down and looking like you're a sour pear, that's going to disconnect. You need to be speaking the body language of leadership. You need to be self-aware enough when you are using your PowerPoint slides to not spend the ratio of time spending more time looking at the PowerPoint slide than you are looking at the audience. That's disconnecting. That time of disconnection, folks, is over. O-V-E-R. So you need to be stepping up, toggling yourself up, learning the skills you need to elevate so that you can connect to the hearts and minds of your audiences. This is the right time to be doing this work as leaders. Okay, so let's just bring Frederick back into this because I just love his insights. Aren't they wonderful? What a privilege. What a treat. Frederick, why is it important to have other senior leaders who have transformed themselves in speaking to look up to as role models? I mean, role model, I just find it's really important to have a, 
a view and a vision of what great looks like. Personally, I think it's a lot easier to learn something if I know where I want to end up. And I think a role model is a good way. I was, I was mentioning in our previous podcast that you know, I was, I was watching the keynotes from Microsoft and Google and Apple and the way they deliver their presentations at the CEO level today, that is impressive. For me, that's a really good role model. Some TED Talks are good role models as well. Personally, I just need, I need to see something that is excellent. And then I baseline myself and I start working on things that will start me on the journey of how to become better. Let me interrupt you here. What does excellent look like? What are you impressed by when you watch these leaders speak? I'm impressed when I can repeat back the key message after their talk after their presentation or after their speech. Now, the flip side is when I'm not impressed, that's when I don't remember anything and nothing really stands out. So that that would be my first one. I remember the key point and I can relate back to the story. Often it's, it's about telling great stories that resonate and connect with me. That's great. Obviously, being well rehearsed, in command of your topic, Showing up the way you're dressed and the way you behave as the best version of yourself. I mean, that is obvious. I think that's almost expected at this level. Frederick, with the emphasis on leadership speaking that we're talking about, are there actual tangible results, business results, money earned, progress made, results driven because of leadership speaking? Is there anything like that that you can think of or name? From a finance and from a CEFO perspective, what comes into into my mind is how the group CFOs interact with Wall Street, how they interact with their investor base. I think that is critical in terms of building trust and credibility around the operating performance and the financial performance of the companies. I think that that is one thing at the highest level of the finance function. Another example is. Team leads, if you want to build a high-performing team today, I think the communication is critical and it forms a critical part of the team, not only in how the team operates together and how they communicate and push forward, but also externally to that team, how that team is being viewed is often linked to how well they communicate. That's great. These are really interesting examples from your field of finance. I thought it would be interesting to share a few other examples from other fields of leaders who have done things to toggle up their leadership speaking. One of the examples that comes to mind is a leader that I worked with from an international sporting organization. And I asked him after our work together, intensive VIP coaching together over months, I said, okay, now what's going on? What are some of the results of the hard work that you've put into this? Because he really rolled up his shirt sleeves and got to work, self-development, self-awareness, trying things out, reading, even this, folks, reading stories to his daughter every night, practicing vocal variety. I mean, he was on it. So what were some of the results for him? Well, he told me recently, he said, you know what, Laura, people are asking me more questions. So I do a presentation now, and before the whole room was quiet, nobody would say anything afterwards. They just 
got the H out of there. Now people are staying back, engaging, and asking him more questions. He's also aware of the fact, because now he's tuned in to the physicality of his leadership speaking, his own and the audience's, and he says people are leaning forward in their chairs listening to him, where before he noticed they would be leaning back with their arms crossed looking at their watch. So this physical change is something that's happened. He also noticed that more people are nodding in agreement with what he's saying. And by the way, folks, this is body language for saying that we're on the same page here. We're on the same wavelength, living the same idea. This is exciting. These are real tangible results from the work that he's put in. Overall, he said that he feels that in his team and beyond, when he speaks in front of audiences, there's a sense of group connection that didn't exist before. People feel in line with each other. This is great. Another example is from a well-known finance institute here in Switzerland, where I work with a lot of leaders. And I like to check in with them from time to time and ask similar questions like, okay, hey, you put all this work in. What are some of the results? Here's what I hear. I hear that they are taking steps, aggressive steps, to use PowerPoint less. And this means less slides, less cluttered slides, less is more has become their approach, which leaves more time for conversation, which leaves more time for actual dialogue. So it's not a monologue now, it's a dialogue. That's a really powerful change. I also hear a lot of reports about these leaders moving with purpose. So instead of moving all over the place like a bouncing ping pong ball like they used to do, now they're using their space, whether it's the corner of a conference room where they're presenting in front of a group at a conference table, or if it's a big auditorium, whatever their scenario, their physical environment, they are using that space differently to connect with their audiences. One last example is from a leader from a big pharmaceutical company, a woman that I helped quite a few months ago now. And her feedback after a really high-stakes talk that she delivered, which she rehearsed and worked really hard for, was that her team members came up to her and actually said these words. They said, I finally understand what it is we're working on. <laughs> I love that feedback. So she'd put it down so clearly, and it was so flawless that everybody now knew exactly what their operation was about. And another thing that she said that she got as feedback and a result for this was, again, with her team members, they said they were filled with so much pride and motivation, and they said, I feel like we're playing in the World Cup here, and we're going to win. Like, if that isn't a tangible result of leadership speaking going well, I don't know what is. Folks, this is what leadership speaking can do for you. This is why it's important that senior leaders take action to develop themselves as speakers. And I want to tell you that there's a difference between Fast food action and slow food action. Fast food action to upskill and to learn and to elevate is about taking one-off courses or DIY public speaking solutions, like learning how to do a tip or a trick on a podcast, for example, or watching a YouTube how-to video. These are fast food solutions for speaking, and they're not going to serve you in the long run. They are not deep enough. They don't go far enough. You need to go to the slow food section of this supermarket, and you need to be looking for opportunities where you can work with world-class support. So that is finding a speaker coach who has left you breadcrumbs because success leaves clues. Breadcrumbs 
of things that they are doing that you want to do. You want to be looking for somebody who's doing the kind of speaking that you dream of doing yourself. You learn from those people. You should also be looking for training opportunities that take longer than one or two days. That's just not enough. You need a training program that goes deep a week or longer to really build the foundation for you that you can then go and take off with and move through the world with on your own. I'm really proud to say that the Leadership Speaking School has one of these programs, Leadership Speaking Core. This is one of the most transformative programs in public speaking in Europe. Leadership Speaking Core is one week of intensive transformational training in public speaking for leaders who are hungry for the skills that they need to take their leadership and their careers to the highest level. They learn the toolbox that will empower them to speak in any speaking situation, any 21st century speaking situation, any video, any podcast, any interview, any team update. You name it, this toolbox covers all of the pillars of what you need to know and understand about yourself in the craft of speaking. We are enrolling for the May, the June, and the July cohorts for Leadership Speaking Core. These intensive one-week sessions have a very small cohort of no more than five people. High-touch learning happens. You come in one way and you leave another. You're transformed. If that's interesting to you, if something about what I've just said calls to you, go ahead and visit our website, www.theleadershipspeakingschool.com backslash LSC, and you will find the information you need there to apply. All right? So, folks, I just want to bring Frederick back here. Frederick, any last words about leadership, speaking, your own journey, or anything like that that you want to share before we close this episode? Yeah, I think it comes down to start now to upskill, practice, practice, practice in combination with uh, learning the right toolbox. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you on again. Thank you, Laura. All right. Well, that's it for this show. I hope that you have found this episode helpful and that you can apply what you have learned to your own leadership speaking. Go out and get busy, people. The right time is now. I look forward to bringing you another episode next time where I will unpack more leadership speaking golden nuggets. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself, take care of others. Thanks for listening. Until next time.